Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about how Transmog is coming to Destiny 2, and I'll even tell you what that means and what Transmog is. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or any of the audio podcast platforms, you can always watch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. I'm streaming on YouTube virtually every day of the week except for the weekends. And so also be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com for all the new features that we're adding as well as new shows. So first and foremost, what is transmog? Because some people don't even know what this is. They hear the word used all the time and they're like, oh man, I'm, I'm just too afraid to ask what it is, right? It's been too long and I'm, I'm too afraid to ask. Transmog is already kind of in the game right now. It's the ability to change the appearance of an item to a, an appearance that you would prefer. So the universal ornament system is basically phase one of transmog you get some loot from a raid or a strike or whatever and it's got the stats that you need or maybe the prophecy dungeon and you're like i think this armor is kind of ugly and you use the universal ornaments to make it look like something else that's basically very low level transmog okay a more fully fleshed version of transmog would be you going to a particular piece of armor maybe the helmet from the edz is just one of your favorite helmets you think it looks cool to look like hulkbuster and so So the EDZ helmet from Devrim K, well, you don't have any good versions of it and it's old and it's sunset or whatever. You, in a a fully transmog system, you would be able to convert the EDZ helmet into a universal ornament. So you can truly dictate what you look like according to any piece of armor that you have ever owned in collections. All right, so that's what transmog will be. Now, this video is not just going to be about transmog. There's other appearance changes coming as well as some commentary from Joe Blackburn about armor pursuits, like why chase armor? What's the real reason? Right now, it's in a bit of a strange spot because you're usually only pursuing armor because your current grade is stuff and your good stats are getting sunset there's not a lot of drive right now to chase armor and they are looking at so first and foremost what did they say now previously they announced that destiny 2 would get transmog in the form of turning armor pieces into universal ornaments and what they said was you would do this through in-game effort or with silver now everybody freaked out at the silver thing because they're like oh my gosh they're gonna try to rip us off keep in mind converting a piece of armor into a universal ornament is you literally creating your own personal vanity item so having the option to use silver i think is totally fine the in-game effort has still not been fleshed out i would hope it would be associated with where the armor came from so if you run the raid and you want to create a universal ornament from you know from raid armor it would require some in-game effort in the raid itself itself. They also let the community know that it would work through the collections so players could dismantle all existing armor pieces in their inventories or their vaults prior to the launch of Beyond Light. So before Beyond Light came out, some of the CMs, some of the community managers... You know, they stopped uh, virtue signaling on Twitter for just a moment to let us know that you could actually, you know, freely delete your armor pieces because it would use transmog. uh, The collections would use transmog. So you don't have to, like, save up your armor in the vault. You can free up the vault space. Now, Joe Blackburn said in his recent dev commentary blog that he wrote where we were really, really excited to hear, oh, wow, they're adding more loot. They're adding more weapons. They're admitting that Beyond Light doesn't have a lot of weapons. He actually said transmog will be coming with season 14 and more details to come so right now we're in season 12 the season around the corner is 13 so we got to wait a little bit for transmog to land but now they're letting us know that they're setting their sights on season 
14. Now, what did they show? They did show some screenshots here. I had the first one up on just a second ago where you'll be able to change shaders altogether. And then this one is actually going into the chest armor of the warlock to kind of show you what it would look like. Now, they didn't show us anything about transmog, but they showed an updated appearance management screen. That's what they called it. An appearance management screen with a UI that will enable the player to preview and apply shaders in one screen as opposed to individual pieces. That, I think, is a nice feature. We've always been kind of saying, like, oh, man, it's great. I can preview the shader on all my pieces, but then it's really tedious to go into, you know, each individual, uh, you know, piece to apply the shaders. It's also nice when you're trying to mix and match shaders. You can kind of go into the preview screen that they previously showed, If you, you know, if I scroll back up you'll be able to kind of go into each individual one and do some previews on those to see like what would it look like if i mix and match because right now you can't preview mix and match you can only preview one shader on literally everything Second, it seems as though they may let us have more shaders in the menu than we currently can keep up in our inventories. Now, this is just a mock-up, and they said that it's not, like, final, so it could change. But if you look underneath this little shader section, there's, like, eight pages of shaders. So there's significantly more shaders represented here than you can currently hold, you know, in your in your inventory. So that's a possibility uh, that, that, that could be coming. Lastly, not a single screenshot of how transmog will work is shown, so we still don't really know what the in-game effort as they call it will look like or what the piece uh what the price silver cost will be right we have no idea what like a per piece silver cost will be like this helmet if you want to turn it you know how many you know how much silver is it going to cost now all of this to me really relates to the big big question why chase armor currently the armor chase is in kind of a weird spot the best example i can give is the raid armor if you go into the current raid the Deepstone crypt the raid armor is unique in a couple of aspects number one its appearance is pretty cool but if you're not really driven by the appearance maybe you'll be driven by the fact that it has a raid mod slot hey i really want to run the raid mods i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure and get all of this armor i think the biggest barrier to caring about that is first and foremost you don't really feel like you need those raid mods because there's only a normal version of the raid if there was a hard mode version of the raid where you know contest modifier was on and you were dying a little bit faster you would probably consider using a lot of those raid mods because they would really increase your survivability right now if you were to convert all of your armor to the raid armor to use those mods it would be disruptive in a handful of ways number one you probably have stats on your armor that you already like and it would make you restructure your mods and there's not a, again there's just not a really really big demand for it so currently the tension point in the realm of why should anybody chase and pursue armor outside of replacing existing stat rolls for sunset armor is really I think the main thing that we're looking at like there's so many months where you can just keep using the same armor and when you go into a new season you're like I'm not going to spend all this time and this was some commentary from Joe Blackburn on this particular subject he said the personality of armor comes from mods right now so gaining a new piece of armor often means just trying to find a piece of armor that replicates the stat allocation you already have on a piece in your vault while we are not ready to talk concretely about armor plans right now we do want to get more gameplay novelty on armor itself so the looting a piece of armor in a new season has the potential to change the way that you play now a lot of folks are going to look at this and think of a handful of things you're going to think of war mine cells you're going to think of charge with light builds those are definitely builds that could come back into the fold and they might drive you there with armor there could be armor that if you want to use the you know charge with light or maybe they add new charge with light stuff maybe they add new war mind mods 
because a lot of people really like Warmind cells. They could also add completely new ones that are obviously similar to Charge with Light and Warmind cell builds in that they're fun, they're powerful, they're new and unique, and if they drive you to certain activities to get those, that would be a way to make you say, well, this new armor set is cooler beyond its appearance. Because one of the dilemmas I think they're going to run into is when the new raid drops, a lot of folks are going to say, all I got to do is get the five raid armor pieces and then convert them into universal ornaments and I can look like I've run the raid and I don't have to change any of my armor. Now, obviously, if they give you the incentive to go get the raid mods and the raid armor to run the raid mods with the hard mode, you know, that could shove you into more into a more intentional grind. But in general, I think one of the dilemmas they're facing now is new armor is only going to be looked at as a cosmetic transaction I just need to get it to drop and then I convert it to an ornament and the only time you're really going to feel the pressure to replace armor is when it's been sunset and that's not player volition player agency or player choice that's like low level sort of under the under the radar coercion they're kind of pushing you to say well gotta get new armor this stuff sunset it should be driven by the player's desire to build a good build to do something new unique or strong so I like the language that he's using here we're like looting a piece of armor in a new season has the potential to change the way that you play we definitely saw this with warmind cells and charge with light you were like i need new armor i can't use these mods i gotta get this new stuff this stuff's really really good right we're gonna have to wait for more commentary from bungie on how armor pursuit and armor itself will change in the coming seasons and expansions because there's another extreme that they could mess up here if you basically have to have four different sets of armor, a set for the raid, a set for trials, a set for nightfalls, a set for gambit, that can start to get pretty cumbersome. So I would really encourage them to consider if they're going to go down that road, I don't have any problem with that. You got to give us the ability to save loadouts so that I'm not taking 15 minutes to change all my armor around and my mods every time I go and do a new activity with a simple press of a button and a loadout system. That would complement what he seems to be potentially describing uh, and, you know, having different armor sets and seasons that change the way that you play. I really think you'd need an arm. You'd need a loadout system because right now the raid armor would essentially have you doing that. It would have you completely changing your loadout and changing your your armor when you want to go into the raid and again we need that hard mode to really motivate you to want to do that so as always if you're listening to this on itunes or any other places you can come in live and interact with me when i'm doing these if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere we're about to go into q a submit your questions now you can always watch us at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about transmog coming as well as armor pursuit. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms where you can find SNTR Presents, you can watch me live Monday through Friday on YouTube at SNTRlive.com. If you want all my content in one location as well as a lot of new features and shows, be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. We have a community Q&A forum there if you can't catch these Q&A sessions live, as well as all of the other shows that we're putting on the network. So the first question coming in from Horn Joe says, don't we already have a form of transmog and isn't this more of a transmog 2.0? The only reason I think they were very, very good not to do what you're doing, which is... I called it earlier, I said it's like low-level transmog, and a fully-orbed transmog is what's on the horizon. The main reason I think they didn't want to do that, and they called it an ornamental system, is because the minute you use the word transmog, it comes chock-full of expectations. 
And if they would have said, hey guys, we're introducing transmog with this ornamental system, a lot of people would have said, this really isn't transmog, this is just a way for you to sell, you know, vanity items. And I think they, they, I don't know, I think that criticism would have been not necessarily the best, but it would have been understandable why somebody would have been like, now listen, you know, you guys promoted transmog, this isn't really transmog, this is like low level light version. So I'm actually probably I'm, I'm I'm probably on the team that's glad they didn't do that. It would have just been one more video and one more complaint fest about, you know, Bungie lied, bleh, and it would have gotten all blown out of proportion. So to me, it made more sense to whet our appetite, give us an ornamental system, give us a a cosmetic form of freedom that we never had before, and then build build upon that foundation to say, hey now we can give you a fully fleshed out transmog system. There's also the potential that the the ability to do it wasn't there in the old version. They rebuilt a lot of these systems and we had to reinstall the game. So the, the version of Destiny that you're playing right now is in many respects vastly different than the one that we were playing over the summer. They made a lot of changes. And so it is also possible that the 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 database and the UI undertaking of a transmog system, it just wasn't possible before. They've made background changes to their API tools. They've switched to like Vulkan. They're moving things around for quest scripting stuff is now functioning on the, you know, the physics script. And, you know, that's causing changes in gameplay. You know, so it, 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 there could have been technological limitations. And so they're like, well, let's just start with the ornamental system, see if we can't get that working and get people kind of accustomed to that idea. And then we can introduce transmog at a, at a later date. So I don't disagree with your terminology. I, you and I can say, well, we got a transmog 1.0 and then the transmog 2.0 will be the full, it'll be the full big daddy package. Like it'll be the real big thing as opposed to what we have now. I, you know, we can definitely know that, but Bungie and every game company has to be so careful with the language that they use. I really put Bungie on blast for using the word anti-cheat for a while because there's a general accepted colloquialism within gaming communities about what anti-cheat means. And so I think it was probably smart not to use, um, you know, not to, not to use it that way. You know what I mean? Everyone repurchased this year's uh, this next year's content, so it won't happen 2021. I think clap for you might not be watching live. I'm not sure what he's responding to. Next question from Coyote. Do you think Bright Dust will be a currency that's required to transmog gear? No. They have stated two separate times pretty explicitly that it will be from in-game effort or with silver. So they're going to give you the option to grind and earn and say, okay, I can now turn this helmet or these boots into a universal ornament. Or if you don't feel like doing that, you can just use silver. I don't think Bright Dust will be included in this. Um, and that's just because I think it'll get kind of muddy if there's literally three options. I think two options just makes it a lot easier to talk about. There's in-game effort. You can do the XYZ on the armor itself, or maybe, um, I wonder if they do it through an NPC, right? If you do enough grinding of like the gunsmith, you'll take it to the gunsmith and then he'll convert it into an ornament, or maybe you'll literally take it to Tess. They may do it that way. It may not be like an individual armor piece. You may literally, you may literally have to do something, uh, you know, in in the game to then convert it uh, into uh, in 
into an ornament um, as opposed to you doing it in your menu system so it could be it could be done through uh, the gunsmith it would be weird because he's 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 the gunsmith but you know I don't know stranger things have happened in the game they would probably I guess take you to test because they would want you to constantly see her menus and the things that she's selling and so you'd go to her and convert it and you'd be like ooh that's pretty you know and then you might buy something so Dracus Pander says hi Lono how is sunsetting not the best answer to the question with transmog what is the incentive to grind new armor right he addresses this in in the blog post when he says the following he says you know the the personality of armor comes from mods right now so gaining a new piece of armor often means just trying to find a piece of armor that replicates the stat allocation you already have right so and really the only reason you're going to do this is because your god roll chest is getting sunset right you're like well I got great stats on my chest and now you know I gotta I gotta replace it so to me I don't think you're wrong in what you're saying it's the second part of his commentary here that I think is important he says we're not ready to talk concretely about our plans we do want to get more gameplay novelty on armor itself so that looting a piece of armor in a new season has the potential to change the way that you play so more than likely this is going to look like the raid armor looks right now there's an armor slot for the raid mods the big dilemma there that I talked about in my talk without a hard mode raid there's not a lot of reason to run the mods that this isn't you're just kind of like okay do I need them no not really do I want to disrupt my entire loadout for them no not really you know ghostwood considering the potential bandwidth woes do you believe Bungie will place a cap on the number of transmogs we're able to obtain well, obviously, you know, the extreme example here would be some hardcore player that just no life's the game for three months straight and wants to convert every piece of armor he's ever owned into an ornament. Are they going to let you do that? I don't know. Um, it's possible that they use the collections to do this. So anytime you're going to change the appearance of your armor, it's not actually going into like the ornament menu anymore. It's just literally tapping into the collections and it's like, oh, you want to convert the, you want to use the, the, the great hunt helmet. Okay. Boom. You do it. So it's possible that, yeah, anybody could do it. I guess they won't limit it. It's also possible that it's, it's going to be a database nightmare. It's entirely possible, you know? I don't know. Since they told us we could delete everything and it's going to be collections based, it it it's 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 honestly it's hard to know. It's really really hard to know if if it's if it's going to be as simple as like, yeah, you can turn literally every piece of armor into uh, an ornament if you want, you know. Shane Infinity. Do you think transmog will make getting armor feel like getting blues? Stats aren't good. Delete, repeat. So you think transmog will make getting armor feel like blues? Stats aren't good. Delete, repeat. I mean, I'm doing that now. I'm doing that now. If I get a piece of armor and it's in the 50s, I just delete it. I don't even look at it. Why would I? You know, especially if you're messing around with any of the aspects and fragments. You get those negative tens. You get those negative whatevers. You want those extra stats, man. You know, you really do. So, I, I, I don't, I don't keep anything that's in the fifties. Um, so, 
uh, I don't know why you would. I mean, you might be different than me. You might keep it just because maybe you might use it or something, but I don't do that. Um, and so that's why I think his commentary on, like, they're going to look at, you know, gameplay novelty on the armor being a factor. An example would be, maybe they do an armor set uh, in a seasonal piece of content, and it, it gives you a benefit in that content, right? The... The problem there, as I said a little bit earlier, is if I have an armor set for Trials and an armor set for Raid and an armor set for Nightfall, there needs to be some form of a loadout system. If not, it just becomes really cumbersome and really tedious to have to change the armor, change mods, move things all over the place. Like it just it becomes, I think, uh, just an un just such an unnecessary pain point uh, that you would want to see that smoothed over. You really, really would. So. Uh, Clickfire. With Beyond Light and Season 12 being more cohesive than the Year 3 story arc, do you think we could see a Beyond Light Europa story continue to expand each season alongside the new seasonal content? You know, this is a good question because I think a lot of people are looking at the... A lot of people are looking at the Aramis frozen statue and I guess there's stuff about like Atrex might not actually be dead and, you know... There's a lot there's a lot of potential elements to Europa that aren't wrapped up yet. And if we don't wrap them up in January, February, are they going to continue to do stuff with them, you know, I don't know, uh, next season? I, I I honestly don't know. There's a potential for them to want to do that or if you go and you watch uh, the one vid doc. You go and you watch the one vid doc. Joe Blackburn makes it sound as if the story for this year is actually getting picked up and carried by Crow and the Wrathborn Hunts, Zivu Arath, and Savathun. That's it. That's what it feels like. Now, that doesn't mean that's all we get, but it certainly feels like a baton pass. If you just kind of listen to what he says, it's like, oh, you know, that's really the driver to Witch Queen is what's happening with Crow and Spider, the Wrathborn Hunts, Zivu Arath, and the, and the High Celebrant. All of that seems to be the driver. So if you look at, you know, Shadowkeep. Shadowkeep, we do this thing with nightmares. We find a pyramid ship and we're talking to Eris. And then for the rest of the year, it doesn't, we don't really do anything with the moon or the nightmares, but the pyramid ship and Eris and all of that sets the trajectory for the, you know, the pyramid ships coming and taking away the planets and spreading the darkness so we're in a similar situation here like they may just decide that like yeah Europa's here there's loot and content loops there but the the story moves on with the seasons I don't know what the right call is or you know or the best call um it's I I would I would think it doesn't really matter to me as long as the story's good I don't feel like we're done with Europa. I don't feel like we're done with Aramis. You take that for what it's worth, and that could again be tied up in the next month or two, and and then be the end of kind of like the Europa the springboard, you know, the ethos springboard. Have you read the lore on the Hawk Moon? We get trashed around a fire with Crow, and we become best buds. Are you serious? <laughs> you feel bad for the guy, you know? You really do. You feel bad for the guy. Fet 44. 
So, how do you think the in-game effort will work? Could this be a consumable that they place in a playlist activity as a weekly reward? Maybe you get some of the consumables in raids. I think there's there's two ways they could do it. And the first way would be you have to wear it and like earn points to, you know, level it up, right? That could be the one way and they could do that in a variety of ways like if you want to convert raid armor you got to just wear the armor in the raid you want to convert europa armor you got to wear the europa armor on europa trials armor wear the trials armor in trials right the other way of it is just wear it and the longer you wear it and the more activities you complete it doesn't matter where you go you can take the raid armor and just like run strikes over and over and over and over and over again and then the more you're running strikes the more the points are going up so the in-game effort could literally be where the armor do stuff. And then the other way is the way we talked about a little bit ago. It could literally be an NPC and you grind, you grind for the uh, for the currency and then you go to that NPC and say, "Hey, I have enough currency to convert a piece of armor." And you literally give it to them and they convert it. Um it might not be something they can let you do in menu. It might be something that you actually have to like travel somewhere and and you know, and they do it for you. Horn Joe, should raid mods be free or at least cost less than they currently do? Um, I kind of think they should be free. Um, and here's why. I go into the raid with a build and a strategy and my stats and my mods and my my points and where I have everything. And then here comes the raid armor and the raid mod. Raid mods are in this weird valley of are they worth completely disrupting my build? If you get your build exactly how you like it, you got everything exactly the way that you want it, and you convert to raid armor and you still do the same thing, right? You convert to raid armor, you level it all up to level 10, and you get your mods exactly how you like it. Are you really going to want to disrupt that by saying, oh yeah, let me take a bunch of mods off and put on these raid mods? Um, I I just, I, I don't think that the raid mods will ever be good enough for someone to go through all of that. And even the few people that do, or the percentage of players that do, I just don't think it's good. I don't, I don't think they're, they're, they're strong enough Um you know, to, to warrant that. Now, I say all that, and if there was a hard mode, I might be giving you a very different answer. If there was a hard mode, I might be like, oh my gosh, yeah, these are totally worth it. It makes hard so much smoother. It makes being the, you know, the scanner or the suppressor, oh, it's so much easier. It's so much easier to stay alive. It's really helpful with the contest damage output. It's just one of those things where it's like they're they've got good things in place, but the plane hasn't landed yet. They've really got to land the plane, I think, on it. And at that point, then I might say, well, maybe they shouldn't be free. Maybe have them cost less or something, just to make them a little bit more accessible. Because I think that's one of the dilemmas with with requiring somebody to completely disrupt their loadout. Like, look at what we did in in Garden. I had to completely disrupt my loadout for one encounter. I go in, I shuffle everything around, and I put on the re- the relay defender, and I stack it, and I stack it all up for that boss fight, and then that's it. I just take them off after that. 
Um, I just don't know. I it just that that feels chintzy to me. There's something stupid there. To me, it should feel like a capstone. You took the time to get five pieces or four pieces of raid armor with good stats. You then took the time and the currency to level all of those pieces up. And then you also then took the time to come up with a build of mods that's suitable for the various encounters. But when you go from one encounter to the next, you need to go in and change the mods and shuffle things around. Oh, you're suppressor. Oh, you're collector. Oh, you're this, you're that, you're blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't know. I think it becomes it becomes more of a headache than it's worth for most folks. Like, pff, I don't need this. We can beat it without it. Dude, I got my mods where I like them. Forget all that. Look at the amount of steps required for me to get to the place where I use the mods. I gotta go for high stat versions to replace my current high stat versions. Then, I gotta level them up and masterwork them. Right? And now, I gotta put all the mods where I want them. And then, there are mods that are sometimes relevant and sometimes not. Maybe one encounter I'm the operator and then the next I'm suppressor. So unless you're the same role every freaking time, it's just kind of like, do I even really want to have this on here? So to me, raid mods should feel more like a capstone. They could even be intrinsic. Like, if I go to all that trouble of leveling up the raid armor and then I take it to masterwork level 10, it just automatically unlocks an intrinsic raid perk on them. So I don't have to disrupt my build or shuffle things around. The non-buff are the best. That's right. That is true. They were at least good about that. Like, if you aren't suppressor, you still get a benefit. That is true. That was pretty smart. I'll I'll give them credit for that. That was pretty good. You know, because sometimes you don't have the buff. Sometimes you're not suppressor or operator. It it gets augmented, disrupted, or whatever it's called, and then you have to pass it off to somebody else. Um, I think they're on the right track. But I don't, again, I don't feel like the plane is landing. It just feels like it's, it's a good idea. And I feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a brainstorming session and it's just in concept right now. It's like, yeah, we added these mods in this mod slot. And I'm like, that's a great concept. It doesn't really plug in, you know? Fuzzy says the mods are energy four, five, or six, which is a lot. Right. That's another problem. Like, do you see what I'm saying? That's super disruptive to your build. 4, 5, and 6? 40 to 60% of the energy of a, of a given armor piece? Ah. Ah. That just doesn't seem... That just doesn't seem worth it. Uh, Ash and Hollow. Would an Ascendant Shard cost too much, you think, for Transmog? I'm 99% sure they're just going to make us this another material sink. Can you see them also making it require bright dust since they've choked our supply now? To me, if in-game effort is bright dust, then that that's I would I would call that what it is. That's stupid. That's not in-game effort. That's bounty slamming. And then you're just going to bake it really really hard for people to Now what you're doing is is you're pitting my decision about buying cosmetics, you're pitting that against my my decision to customize and look the way that I want. You know what I'm saying? I I don't I don't necessarily think that's the right call to 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 do it that way. I think the in-game effort could either be something like the ascendant shard or again like a new currency that you got to earn by going out and playing stuff. 
but bright dust i i think i would be pretty much i would be pretty against that to 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 make to make somebody do that you know what i'm saying guys keep in mind if you're enjoying the show to push the subscribe button and the like button thank you everybody who's done that today moped mike says as a player who took a break and with iron banner back are any of the weapons worth chasing in your opinion thanks from iron banner I don't know the 120 hand cannons kind of slap in the right environments. I don't know if the 120 hand cannon from Iron Banner right now isn't it? It's a hand cannon and something else, isn't it? I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know. Um, it's it's hard to know. It's a, it it doesn't can it roll with good perks? Is it you know is it worth using it in the Crucible? Uh, you know I. 120s are, uh, it's a hand cannon and a scout. The hand cannon's pretty good, says Wolvie. The scout's a 150. Yeah, 120s are, 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 are slapping. I just, they, I still didn't like the way they felt. I got too used to the 180. I still felt like the 120s were too slow. Um, the new one is trash. The old 120 can roll with good perks. The hand cannon's pretty dope, has good PvP and PvE rolls. You can get last season's gear too. Okay. So it sounds like the scout's probably not worth going for, but the 120 hand cannon might have some decent rolls to go for. It can roll. Doge is saying it can roll with Outlaw and Wellspring. That's pretty good. <coughs> Mcast. With Destiny having grindy exotics like Cloud Strike, what's your take on it? Do you like it? And if so, what other type of events like this would you like to see Bungie bring into the game so that we can grind for big name guns? Um You know, I like the fact that they're putting exotics in the game like that to, you know, to grind for or whatever. I wonder if they're hitting the right recipe with the Hawk Moon. You put a gun like that in the game, you have one lane that can roll randomly, and then now you have a grind. So imagine if that sniper had like four or five perks in that one in one of the lanes that could roll randomly, and then that that would be a grind, right? You would go into those activity, you'd go into that activity over and over and over again, and 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 you would gr- you would grind for the one that you thought was the best you know i like the idea of getting a little bit more capital out of guns like that cuz getting capital out of armor grinds like the you know the exotic armor grinds is pretty good i was enjoying that the one uh, the one season i was in nightfalls like every day just trying to get a uh, god roll worm husk um you know so yeah, if, if uh, the three lanes on the Hawkmoon are random, oh really? I thought it was only one thing. I did not know it was that random. That's kind of crazy. I would maybe wait and see then. I feel like we need to wait and see. I don't know if I want to make up my mind on that. If grit barrel and perk on the Hawkmoon can all roll random, I, I kind of want to see what happens with that. Cause that that could be that that yeah that could be that could be a potential problem if if it does it might not even feel like an exotic at that point you know what I mean? Clickfire says, with Warmind cells being a huge success, what else do you think Bungie could do to offer synergistic builds with armor, weapon, and mods? 
Well, the reason that War Mind sells, and even Charged with Light, I think were a hit for people that wanted to do, like, you know, different types of builds. The reason I think that they were a hit was because it did something. It was tangible. It was visible. I think War Mind cells were probably more popular, maybe, than Charged with Light, because you can see it. You can literally see the Warmind cell on the ground, and you know you can shoot it and make it go boom, and you see everybody die, and so the player feedback is stronger on Warmind cells than anything else. It's because you see it happening. I think one of the reasons lots of folks just totally don't pay attention to armor stats and armor is because it's a lot harder for you to see and sense the benefit. You're just like, eh. I, I'm, I, I don't see it. This is one of the reasons some of the perks on guns people just generally ignore. That's why like, I feel like gun, perks like Outlaw and Firefly have always been popular in our minds because you actually see the result. You see the gun go, foot, 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 quick reload. You see the explosion from the kill. Um, you see your damage numbers go up. You know, so... Warmind cells would have been more popular. I think Paul's right that you know they never really explained them. It was like that was completely missed opportunity because they are really cool, but they never really explained them. Once people got a taste for them, they became more popular in some circles at least because it was like, holy moly, look how strong these are, you know. And then some of the build videos started circulating about how strong Warmind cells actually were. So. I would say going forward, if they're going to try and do something like that, it's possible they have plans to retire Warmind Cell and Charge with Light mods at a certain point. Like the mods would just get retired and they would reissue new mods in a similar vein that do something in the game, dropping stuff on the ground dropping different things like it would be cool if there was a season where some siva was in the storyline and there were like mods that created siva charges and you know a siva charge drops on the ground you can like grab it and throw it and, and you know blow stuff up you know like those kind of things i think are um you know i think are are what they need to look toward if it's if it's just more of like resistance this resistance that I don't think people will pay as much of attention to it. I think when you can see it in the game, you're more likely to to lean into it and do it cuz again, player feedback is a huge aspect here. When I can actually see what's happening from the perk, I'm more likely to dig in with it. Table JFK says off topic, how do you feel uh, about newer players struggling to obtain mods like Charge with Light and Warmind Cell mods. I think there are two limited in avenues to be able to obtain those mods, and they're very powerful mods. This is a good question. I do feel like at a certain point, those types of mods just need to sort of be maybe in the game. You, they just, they're just there. Um, you don't need to, like... Do you really need a new player around Witch Queen unlocking the the litany of mods that are that are available? Um, I don't think so. I don't think that's a smart play personally. 
um, they get the basic mods for free, right? But these mods are going to start to pile up. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know. I wonder if eventually it's it's defeating its purpose. Like, just let them have them. Like, what's the point in making it something that they have to like wait to buy it from the gunsmith or unlock it or whatever? I just I don't know. Uh, hang on a second. Let me reload chat because people are adding me. There we go. Now it's highlighting me. Um. The MOT gear should not have had the MOT orb effect intrinsic to the armor. Such a good armor effect only lasts during MOT. You're talking about moments of triumph? Um, so, that's my answer. Like, if I was in charge, I would be like, what can we do that's cool and neat and exciting and that players can see it happening, you know? Um... That's 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 the avenue that I would take. So cuz cuz that's I think one of the things that drives our our affinities for certain gun perks and and armor mods. The Archon. Hey Lona, with Sunsetting active, any new light player to buy Forsaken or Shadowkeep is buying a DLC with loot that you can no longer use in endgame activities. Do you think Bungie should reduce the price or change something so people buying these DLCs aren't confused? Yeah, I think this is another one of those outliers. Excuse me. I think this is another one of those outliers where they (laughs) this is a pretty big mistake to be fair. Um, so anybody buying anybody buying these expansions are buying expansions with sunset loot attached uh, it to me uh, is something that they need to figure out how to rectify and I don't necessarily even know um, I don't even know what that what that looks like you know do do you do you raise the infusion caps on all that gear since people literally just bought those expansions like I, I, I truly don't know nothing paid should be sunset well that doesn't work that, <laughs> that doesn't work we all bought shadow keep and they sunset that gear right like that that standards are not not possible that's not possible to enforce um so they're they're gonna have to think about that I think they're gonna have to think about like what does that look like you know if, if we're gonna be continuing to sell this old content d- does that mean that those those weapons get a stay of execution should those pieces of content be free because um, at this point to me it's like why are you even selling forsaken anymore personally I think they should have not sunset anything in shadow keep and they would have been completely in their right to sell shadow keep stuff. And then Forsaken should just be free. I, I just, I don't know. It, that, that, that's a bad look. That's a bad look for people to buy gear and then they're like, wait, I don't understand. I just went and got all this stuff from from Forsaken or I got all this stuff from the moon and none of it can go up to max power. Um, I don't know. I would have I la- allowed Shadowkeep to have their weapons last this entire season maybe one more maybe maybe two seasons so shadow keep stuff would get sunset in season 14 and then your uh then they're completely in their right to 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 charge for it and then with forsaken I, why even charge for it last wish should not be free 
I mean, I guess that's part of the problem is Last Wish is a huge raid and all the loot in Last Wish is 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 good to go. You can infuse it up. You know what I mean? It's just it's just really really hard to know. Fildo, uh, do you think I'll be able to link my two accounts together? I switched in Drifter before they introduced cross play. No, you're never going to be able to do this. Um, there's too many. I, there's too many potential loopholes here with like loot and completions and triumphs and stuff. I don't think they'll ever let you do that. Clap for you. Why do you think Bungie decided to allow you to transmog the way you look rather than a content loop for higher stat armor with boons for the armor that you like? Um, they have a grind for high stat armor on Europa right now through the Empire Hunts. And I'm pretty sure the armor in the raid is supposed to trend higher stat drops. Like, it's not like a guarantee that it's going to be a higher stat drop, but the stuff from the raid is supposed to be, uh, you know, trending trending up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I would say, you know, I would say that they're, they've already kind of given you high stat pursuits. Um... It's, it's not like they're completely lacking in, in high stat pursuits. Um, Herpin and Derpin. Hey, Lono. This question is about stasis. Currently, upgrades to stasis are achieved through quests. I personally would have rather seen the upgrades come from using the subclass. Any thoughts? Um, I absolutely despise the way that we get the stasis upgrades. I don't like them at all. <laughs> I literally backed out of the game this morning because I was just like, I was close enough to when we typically do the discussions and I'm like, I'm not doing this. It was like, go find these two random pieces and people are like, oh, Lono, go use the Braytech website to see which ones you're missing. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then I had one that was like, kill champions with stasis in a nightfall. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. It's just, I don't know. They really turned unlocking the stasis aspects and fragments and just like a chore. It doesn't feel like a quest. It doesn't feel like a, you know, a mission. It's just a chore. It, and and I don't even care enough to do it. People are like, oh, but some of the aspects and fragment combinations are so good. And I'm just like, yeah but I don't care. <laughs> like that's literally my attitude. I'm like, I just don't care. It's not, I don't, I don't desire it enough to go through the headache and the chore. It just, you know what I mean? I don't want to be overly critical, but it just felt really, I'm, I'm, I mean it. I mean it. They just felt really lazy. I'm not saying that Bungie is lazy. I'm saying the way that it was structured just felt lazy. It's like, we can really stretch this out and make it tedious and really stupid. And it's like, yeah, but why? Why make me do all this? It just, I don't know. They, unfortunately, I think, did a little too much stretching in this expansion and season. And I'll explain what I mean. I think getting the aspects and fragments were very, very stretched and very, very um, designed poorly. I think the front-loaded requirement that you have to do on the Empire Hunts is just stupid busy work. 
they're basically they're basically front-loading every empire hunt with a very specific bounty and a public event before you can do the empire hunt which doesn't make sense because the empire hunts like a mini strike so why are you making me do this pre-work right charging the lure before you can go and do a wrathborn hunt is also i think just stupid I, it's you're just stretching it's just a bunch of padding you know beyond light and season of the hunt i just think there's too much padding um requiring me to do tons of things in strikes gambit or crucible when none of those got updated adds insult to injury too so like i again i don't want to be overly critical but i really feel like the padding gets old it really does and here's and here's where it it honestly gets even more frustrating um when you're doing certain parts and here's why when you go down into the Exo Brave facility, or today, I went all the way back on the long train track area, all the way back deep into the northern part of Europa, where you fight that brig, and I went all the way back there looking for, like, something to shoot for the for the thing that I was on. And the whole time that I'm going through those areas, I'm thinking, these are great areas. They really are. They're cool. They're neat. They show the insane size and scope. I mean, Europa is huge. It's like, why wouldn't you just send me on a mission back here? I go back. I kill the ads. I unlock the door. I kill a boss. I get my aspect or my fragment, right? That to me, it's like you guys made these areas and you use them literally for one-off missions with Varix and then that's kind of the end of it or or one-off missions where you go down and listen to like Elsie and Anna Bray talk. It's like, that just seems like a waste. I, the, the Exo Bray facility is one of the coolest environments. It's like this Stanley Kubrick in, in, injected area. It's, aw- it's awesome. I just, I feel like they probably could have afforded to do more quest building than chore giving and that maybe just came down to like a lack of bandwidth and time so they just they punted and they were like yeah just give them busy work you know so chronic spin dash says story related do you have any hopes of Aramis being thawed from the ice and coming back personally I hope she does seeing her being frozen before the end of her fight let her saying left me saying oh come on really yeah, we talked about this earlier. Somebody said, like, do I think the story's going to continue? Um, do I think that, you know, or is it just going to be Aldrin and Zivu Arath and Crow and all of that? Um, yeah, I actually think um, I actually think that there's reason to do more uh, with her. I think there is. Um, there's, re- there's, there's actually reasons to... To, to use her more I she was pretty cool and she just gets like frozen um I thought it was cool I thought it was cool that they um they never showed us the Viking looking uh person and then the Viking lo- looking person like went and did the um did, like prepared the body or whatever I thought that was actually pretty dope how you know the lead up the lead up to the expansion they weren't really uh showing us anything about that guy they were showing us the the other two lieutenants. So I thought that was pretty cool. But then Aramis was a pretty, pretty bad crescendo. It really, really was. Because uh, the lieutenant fights, the Empire Hunt fights were pretty good. The guy with the radio pack was pretty good. The guy that kept trying to freeze you was pretty, pretty good. Um, and so she, her fight just ended up feeling kind of tedious and kind of silly. And then she just gets like frozen on that little ledge or whatever. 
Now, if you guys remember Oryx, a lot of people complained that, like, Oryx was way too easy. You know, they basically set it up to where, you know, Oryx was not that hard, and, you know, they wanted they wanted it to be, you know, a more, a more easy fight so that everybody could play the campaign and end up beating him. But then Oryx kind of gets redeemed in the cutscene where he takes himself. The music's epic. It's it's absolutely insane. It's like it's like almost reminiscent of like O Fortuna music. And then you have to fight him in the Ascendant Realm in the raid, and it's just and he's huge. He's you know he's absolutely enormous. So he gets kind of redeemed by that. And so I think I think the dilemma the dilemma of uh, of of Aramis is that they had to make her kind of easy because they want everybody to be able to play the campaign. But unfortunately, she just ends up then being kind of a non-factor. She's just like frozen up on this ledge now, and it didn't even it didn't even really feel like a fight. It didn't really honestly, it didn't really feel like anything. Um, I don't know. Whenever whenever I play a campaign, I think that's one of the questions that I ask: is is this meant to be challenging and hard, or is it just meant to be like an impactful like way to deliver story? Usually, I feel like it's the latter. It's an impactful way to tell the story, right? When we went through Forsaken and we fought all of the all of the um, the barons, like I felt like that was like impactful. They were cool. They were unique. They were awesome fights. I think the missed opportunity there. Um, was that they didn't reuse the Baron fights very well, and at least this time around they actually did reuse the Empire Hunt fights. I, th- I think that was a good thing. That's a thumbs up because that was that was a lot of feedback. I think that they got on Forsaken. However, I felt like the culmination of Forsaken, where we fought the big, you know, Riven meatball, and then the thing, the face off with um, the face off with Uldren. I thought that had way more impact as a story ender. So if we know that the story is not meant to be like super challenging, super insane, it's 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 more meant to deliver story and have an impact. There was no impact in going up there and freezing Aramis. There, there was nothing. Now, somebody might say, well all the extra story with Clovis and with Elsie and with Varix and the Deepstone Crypt like that's that's better story. I would probably agree with you. I think some of the dialogue and things that happen anytime Elsie and Anna are talking, going down and finding Clovis, learning who Clovis really is, learning who Banshee really is. I thought all of that was dope, but unfortunately it feels like it's it's like an epilogue to the campaign. It's not the campaign itself. So they hyped up Aramis as this central figure and the central villain, and she's kind of like Gaul. You know what I mean? She's an empty suit. She's nothing. The Emperor has no clothes. She's just like, oh, Gaul was the same thing. He was just this power-hungry moron. We kill him, and then the real big bad, who is he a big bad, is Callus. You see what I'm saying? So from a storytelling aspect, it does seem weird, which leads me to believe we're not done with her yet. It doesn't make sense much narratively um, for her just to be kind of sitting up there frozen. I think somebody's going to unfreeze her. If they can bring Tanix back for the umpteenth time, then I think they can they can probably unfreeze uh, Aramis. Um, Hitman. Lono, I think sort of like Diablo has done, they need to introduce set bonuses that are only active with particular armor pieces equipped, uh, which would still force incentive to wearing armor while still using transmog. I feel armor still needs more depth to avoid a major transmog problem thoughts um i think one of the only elements 
of set bonuses that I find concerning is that you funnel people into particular builds. Now, like you're saying, transmog kind of helps with that. You know, because if I got to wear this set and this set bonus and I don't like it, but I can make it look cool, you know, that that, that kind of helps. Um, and here's the thing. Bungie was like, well, we didn't want to do intrinsic bonuses because then you felt like you had to wear the raid armor. But they, they did it anyway. They did it anyway. They The raid armor has a raid mod slot. So, like, if you want to run the raid mods in the Deepstone Crypt, you got to run the raid armor. So, like, they moved away from that philosophy. So, since they're moving away from that philosophy, I would say, yeah, maybe they could. Set bonuses for Trials armor. Set bonuses for... I think there should be a Nightfall set, personally, that really ends up helping you in Grandmaster. I do. I think that'd be good depth. Um, And then I think raid bonuses should have set bonus... Raid armor should have set bonuses. Um... You know, again, again, I, I think that the, if you do this, the, a loadout system's really, really going to be desired uh, by the community because you're going to feel like, my gosh, I, I spend more time switching my armor when I go into a particular activity uh, than I really want to. So I would love it if their switch to Vulcan for the background API stuff maybe would help with the loadout system uh, since up to now they've never really done anything like that. Uh, and even Dim with its loadout system that's just something done at dim's level they're just remembering what you want and then it moves all the loot for you but it can only equip it if you're in orbit so there's still there still is some uh i think there's still some challenge there uh with the way the game is set up thomas b has a two-parter i did some digging and i found out the destiny one iron banner boots had a perk called capture king that only used in pvp after capturing control zones and crucible matches, weapon and movement speeds were greatly increased. My question is, could perks like this one I showed be used to give life and a reason for player grind armor after they checked it off on the transmog list? This is really, really well related to the last question. So, to a certain extent, um, I think that you can overdo this, Okay. So I've used this as an example quite a bit. I wanted Ada's bounties and Ada's frames everywhere. I liked them so much that I wanted them everywhere. I thought, man, these are these are these are great, right? Um, I, I wanted, I, you know, I thought, man, put these everywhere, put these in every NPC. And then we kind of got that with the way they set up the Fractaline and the way that they set up the. Um, it was the Fractaline, and then it was after that, it was the Umbrals. It was too transactional. It was too many trips to the tower. It was it was basically value meal weapon ordering, right? And I, I, I was not a fan. I was not a fan. So, at this point, I would say something very similar here. If we go full-on set bonus for every activity or intrinsic bonus or mod bonus you might end up with too much of a good thing. Well, you're going to need an armor set for Iron Banner. You're going to need an armor set for Nightfalls. You're going to need an armor set for Trials. You're going to need an armor set for the Raid. You know, where does it end? Um, Now, somebody might say there could be an armor set that's, you know, Crucible, Gambit, Vanguard. So those three. And then you'd have four and five. You'd have a Raid and a Trials. So at, at, at a given time, you'd have like potentially four or five you know armor sets or whatever 
again, I think you can you can overdo it. You can overdo it. Um, because there's just too many there's too many at that point for you to keep track of. Now, I'm willing to say that if they came up with a really really good loadout system, there's actually nothing wrong with this, right? There's nothing wrong with motivating me to have five different armor sets if you have a loadout system that makes me switch them very easily because now you have one you have a system to complement the freedom. The other thing you got to think about here is the insane amount of currency that you would need to have that many sets. That's a that's nuts. That's so much currency. So you either have to make the currency a little more plentiful or lower the cost a little bit. I, I don't know which one you would want to do. Which goalpost would you want to move? Because if 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 you if you're going if you're going and you're saying hey you know the, the I I would really like to have a a, a a set for every single you know game. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, game funnel. Uh, th- that's great, but would it be so arduous and so slow that it would be inconceivable—not inconceivable? It'd be improbable or unlikely that anybody would get enough currency to take all those pieces up. Uh, because if if you're if you're taking those pieces all the way to ten on that many sets. Most people do it for one set and maybe and maybe then some. Also think about people with three characters. Like I don't know. I just I I get it. I get it. It you know, people being able to say, you know, I got this level of customization, this custom this level of depth. I've never really truly done grinding. That would be good, but the problem would be you're going to have so many people that never even touch it. So then they created all this depth and all this preference. Now, somebody might push back and say, yeah, but Lono, a PvP player is only really going to go for the Iron Banner set and the Trial set. And then Lono, somebody like you, you're a PvE guy, you'd probably have a Nightfall set and a Raid set. And I'd probably say, you know what, you're right. It would be pretty rare for somebody to have literally a maxed out set for all characters, all, 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 uh, all funnels of activity. You're right. So maybe they could do it. You know, it might be really unlikely that everybody get, you know, somebody gets an entire, you know, an entire set in every single one for all their characters. I mean, that's, that certainly is a a rarity. So you don't necessarily legislate in light of that rarity, but maybe somebody does. Maybe somebody goes crazy and, you know, really goes for it. I don't know. No, I didn't cut my hair. It's just a ponytail. It's just been driving me crazy. I'm not putting any product in it because I was having like a weird reaction up here and it's 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 gone because I'm not using product. So I have to make a decision about like what I want to do with my hair because I'm going to have to find a product that I don't react to. Dark Calamity. With Transmog on the horizon, do you think Bungie should address how exotic weapons look in reference to shaders? Ornaments are cool, but lots of people want to be able to shade exotics. I think this is a very minor request and I think that they should just do it. They let us put shaders on your exotic armor. Let us put shaders on exotic guns. I don't think that that's... I don't think you're asking for anything insane here. I really, really don't. I think this is just do it. I I don't know. It is kind of weird. You get your whole you get your whole set looking the way you want and then you like pull out an anarchy and it's like... like (laughs) I don't know I get where people might come from and saying like no I like exotic weapons to look the way that they're supposed to look Um, but 
it leave that up to the player you know if you want if you, if you never want to put a shader on your exotics that's your choice if i want my my malfeasance to have carmenica on it well then you know doggone it i'm going to do it you know i'm going to go for it so joseph young should transmog be something that's earned for each armor piece cost currencies or just something free uh, and accessible for everything immediately. Well, we already know it's not going to be the very end here. It's not going to be free and accessible. It's either going to be in-game effort or silver. The question is, what's the in-game effort? We've already kind of discussed this one. It's either going to be some form of a currency through an NPC or something that you like wear the armor a bunch and grind, or you know what I mean. It's gonna be it's gonna be somewhere uh, in there. Uh, Salty says, with gear that has been removed and raids not present in the game anymore will there be a generic way of doing all raid gear or just the removed raids this is actually a really good question so if you want to transmog your leviathan armor or you want to transmog your um you know uh your your uh, what garden is garden still around garden still around scourge of the past you you want to you want to transmog your scourge of the past armor some of the scourge armor is awesome by the way like it looks dope i really like some of that stuff Maybe what they do is they make you use your spoils of conquest. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. You use spoils of conquest for raid armor. You know, you use uh, vanguard tokens for vanguard armor, and then you use, um, you know, you use uh, the currencies from the from the from the places that your you know the armor came from. I, I could see them doing it that way. I could. They're actually going to use the currency from the destinations, maybe. So, if it's a planet, you got to use the currency and the material from that planet. If you're, um, does that you see what I'm saying? It would be a use your trials tokens, use your crucible tokens, use your vanguard tokens for those. Gambit ruins that. Oh yeah, because Reckoning's gone. Because Gambit did have a currency attached to it. Oh, there's Sunset Materials. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I honestly, man, I tell you what, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it, I, I, they're, they're going to have to outline the details. At this point, they, I think they have to avoid one thing though, right? They're going to have to avoid making it so grindy that it seems like you're just trying to squeeze us for silver. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Um, there, there's, there's, I think there's, uh, I think there's a, what about sunset gear? Well, sunset geared. Oh, if you have to wear it, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, they basically said it's going to be collections based. So you have sunset armor. The dream bane armor from the moon is sunset. Okay. So what I would say is that would mean if it's collections based, they can't ask you to wear it because it's sunset. You're going to gut your power level. So, I think we just came to a pretty decent conclusion. There's no way they're going to ask you to wear the armor. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, pull out your Leviathan armor and throw that sucker on. Yeah, and go where? Where am I going to go? Everything's too... You're kill, You're killing me, Smalls. Like, I'm not strong enough for anything. So, it's going to have to be something that we do, I think, with an NPC and a currency. 
you know, hey, Tess, I have 15 of this currency token thing. Here's the armor piece I want to convert. And you give her the currency and she spits out an ornament. It'll probably be like that. We literally are going to go to an NPC and convert armor pieces in. And she'll have two choices. It's going to have to go through her, right? Because it's silver. She's either going to be like, do you want to do this with silver or do you want to do it with the currency? And it'll have the two choices. It'll probably be just like that. I mean, I just realized the fact that they're going to give you the option to spend silver means it has to be through tests or the storefront in some way. You're going to go to the storefront and there'll be like a, a an extra menu called transmog and you'll go down to the transmog menu and it'll be like what do you want to put in here kind of how you do for the vault so you go into your menu and you're like i want this blink and you bring it over and it's like okay do you want to use silver or do you want to use you know transmog tokens and then boom or from collections yeah maybe you just do it into the collections menu you literally go to any armor piece you want and you press a transmog button and then you can spend silver or whatever the currency is you know, so there might be trans. They might bring back bounties with Tess. Tess might get bounties again. Gilly says, "Should Bungie bring back perks on certain armor as an incentive to grind more armor with transmog? I would be okay hunting a special piece of armor for an intrinsic perk if I could change the look to what I want." Yeah, we've already addressed this question. The idea that, like, you know, and, and that's what the quote on screen from Joe Blackburn I think is indicating that they're going to start to put intrinsic perks or specific things on armor according to where they drop from. So you're going to change, as he says that they want more gameplay novelty on armor so that looting a piece of armor in a new season has the potential to change the way that you play. So I actually think they are going to do exactly what you're saying um, as opposed to just chasing high stats. And then Gilly with another one here. Also, with Transmog coming soon, should Bungie add a way to get or buy old armor sets for Transmog? I think it'd be fair to pay 60 to 120 spoils for old raid armor pieces. Yeah, we, we were just kind of breaking this down. I really don't know... If they're gonna, I, I would think they're gonna do it all through the collections or through the storefront, and the storefront would literally just pull up collections, because the storefront is where you spend the silver. So they would likely say, "Oh, hey, here you go. You want this piece? You, you, you know, with, how do you want to convert it?" And then you would just make the decision at that point in time. And it would it would be like it is now, right? Like if you don't have enough of the of the transmog tokens, it would be like red. And then if you did, it would be it would you could use it, and then you would have the option to use the silver. Why do you assume there would be silver involved? Because they said there would be silver involved. They have two different times said that transmogging will involve in-game effort or silver. Those would be the two ways you can turn something into a universal ornament. So the two times this has come up, they have said that. In-game effort or silver. And the reason they're doing it that way is you are literally creating a cosmetic item. That's why they're involving silver. Because you're creating a universal ornament that can be used for forever. Anytime you know you ch- you, you you create a, a a chest ornament, you can use that for forever. That's stupid? No, it's not. No, it's not. All you gotta do is the in-game effort option if you don't want to spend silver. And for the people that want to spend silver, let them. I mean, why shouldn't Bungie make money off of somebody who's like, nah, I don't want to do all that. Money on the table. You're creating a cosmetic option. It's no different than going to the Eververse right now and buying a universal ornament. That's what you're doing. You're making a universal ornament. 
So, transmog bounties for the currency is the most like, but it will not be well received at all, I think. Yes, it is. If I've already unlocked the appearance in the collection, you haven't unlocked the appearance in the collection. You're you're miss you're miss you're miss a uh, you're miscategorizing what collections are. Collections right now have nothing to do with earned earned appearance. That's false. That is not what collections do for you right now. You're claiming something about collections that Bungie has never stated. They've never stated that, oh yeah, if you got in collections, it's yours. You can you can transmog. That's not what they've said. You have merely, as Matanagi has said, you've unlocked the armor piece. No, but it should be. I, uh, I You're allowed to have that opinion, but that's nothing that they promised us. First of all, transmog's never been in Destiny. So them doing this and giving you the option of saying... I'm going to go grab a piece from the EDZ and turn it into an ornament. And you, of your own volition and effort in the game, can do that. They don't have to do that at all. They could literally do, no, we're just going to keep selling ornaments. We don't want to do transmog. Like, the the fact that they're giving you the option to go into what amounts to, like, hundreds of armor pieces, pick the ones you like the best, and through your own choice and in game effort, convert them into ornaments. I, that's a pretty nice thing for them to do. They don't have to do that. They could be like, no. If you want to edit your appearance, we have an entire ornamental system that we outlined. You get new ornament sets every season, and then there's ornament sets for sale. Like, boom, ship it. Like, they don't have to do this at all. It's not something that's owed to you. You know, I think for year one through three armor, it would make sense to just give it to players. The time and effort was already put in. So in year one, the time and effort was put in to earn static roll armor that didn't do anything? (laughs) Come on, donut. No. The time and effort to get that armor? What are you talking about? No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think the word entitled gets thrown around too much, but I think we're we're tiptoeing on the entitled line. We're We're getting on the entitled line. The, the armor was never there as a way for you to use it as an ornament. This is a new thing that's coming. So being like, oh, I shouldn't have to do anything. It should just be given to me. I, I don't agree with that. I, I think it should require some effort on your part in the game. And then that makes you choose what is the most important set to you. Think about how trivializing that would be. It's just bungee dress up at that point. You just go to your collections and you're like, I want this, 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 and this. Ha ha, look how I look. And then the next day you're like, actually, I'm going to change it up today. I want to look like this, 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 and this. In this in this way, it has more value. You got to take some time. You got to do something. You got to pick the ones that you think, you know, are the most important. I mean, you feel you should be doing work to now have the appearance of outdated stuff? I Again, I just, I don't know. With respect, I think you guys are attempting to complain about something instead of being like, they're giving us transmog and we can go and pick the things that we want and we do a little in-game, you know, in a little bit of in-game effort and I can turn it into an ornament. So... I feel like you're at, you're 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 pushing it. You're like, I want to complain about this. It's not even in the game yet. We don't even know what the in-game effort is, but I'm gonna complain about it and say that it's owed to me. I I I don't think <laughs> I don't think so. We did hundreds of hours. I no. <laughs> no. No, I don't know. I don't agree. 
we we have so many armor pieces that were just dropped in our lap i i don't know um for once when it comes to bungie's business choices i agree with you on this one yeah i think this is fine transmog as a system is not owed to you they 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 are making money from cosmetic items and transmog as a system is a potential threat to their cosmetic you know store so them giving you the option to just do it in game i don't know uh i'm gonna it's gonna hit the fan i personally don't care but there's gonna be outcry no i don't think so not enough for it to matter no if people go to the collections and they realize i can go and run some uh, some in-game activities and come here and convert some of these into ornaments I think people are gonna freaking do it till the cows come home. I really do. I, I I'm I'm dead serious. I think people are going to do it. They're gonna be like, oh no way! All I gotta do is this, this, and this, and I can turn all this stuff into ornaments. I think people are gonna do it like crazy. Honestly, I do. Um, I don't think it's going to be this big bad thing. Um. They already allow players to buy old exotics and pinnacles. Old year one or two armor isn't special. It's just a look. To hold it back is just gatekeeping. I, We don't even know what the in-game effort is. You know? We don't even know what the in-game effort is yet. So, I would say we might want to wait until we see that. You know? I... You, you could you could make the argument, and I would probably agree with you, if it's really, really old armor... The older the armor, the cheap, the lower the in-game effort or something. 100% gatekeeping. Do you actually know the definition of gatekeeping or you just use it like other buzzwords on the internet? Because it's not gatekeeping. (laughs) I have to grind to get currency to get more rolls on the raid stuff? That's gatekeeping. I have to grind to turn old armor into ornaments? That's gatekeeping. No. To quote the Princess Bride, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. That's not what gatekeeping is. Um, no. <laughs> that That's just an internet buzzword that people like to throw around, like gaslighting and, and harassment and victim. I, that's, not, <laughs> that's not what gatekeeping is. Now, gatekeeping would be silver only. Yeah, maybe. I, even still, that's not traditionally how gatekeeping is used. Um, so, uh, it... it <laughs> You can you can you can do it with in-game effort. <laughs> you all you got to do is go do the in-game effort, and you can ch- you know change anything in your collections to a universal ornament. Do you understand the value of that universal ornament? Like it's always available to you for forever. You can make any helmet you want look like the EDZ helmet. Like it's always available. Um, the idea that they should go into hundreds of pieces of armor and just instantaneously turn them into ornaments is abs- is an absurd notion that's just absurd like they they would never sell any eververse ornaments you would suddenly have this brand new shop think about it you just go into your collections and everything's an ornament i just think that's an absurd notion that that's like owed to you i i i'm not landing on the page with you on that one um i just am not uh it's I don't think so. 
Lightleaf says, I think people forget how much Bungie listened to community feedback when it comes to the Eververse. No loot boxes, cosmetic items back in the game. I think the grind, I think if the grind is unacceptable, I'm pretty confident they'll adjust it. Just a perception I have right now. Yeah, I don't, and I said that. I said, if the requirement in the grind is absurd and it feels like they're just trying to squeeze silver out of us, well then yeah, I would criticize them for that. I'd be like, oh come on Bungie, it's going to take me a month to convert one piece, that's stupid. If it takes you an afternoon, then just politely shut it. Like, if it's like an afternoon of effort to change a helmet into a universal ornament, then seriously just shut it. Like, that's nothing. If it takes a month, okay, then let's have a conversation. You know what I mean? So... New players should be able to earn old, unobtainable armor to unlock it for transmog. If a new player wants to spend currency for Scourge armor, let them then unlock for transmog. No, I disagree with you. They weren't here. I think, I think, I think to a certain extent, it's totally okay to be like, nah, man, you weren't here. No, you missed out on that Scourge armor. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. You can't look like this. I was here and I got it. Yeah, isn't it dope? I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with people not being able to do that. Um, I don't think that's a, a respectful way to teach to treat the investment of players that have been playing for the last three or four years to say, "Hey, new player, all you gotta do is spend currency, and you can get a whole armor set from Scourge of the Past." Isn't this cool? No, 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 no. I disagree with that entirely. You're, you're basically devaluing anything that we earn from those years as trophies and as special, unique, rare items. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I do not agree with that at all. I, I would be very, uh, I would not be okay with them doing that. Um, so, even if it's weak, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I just, I, I, I think people need to remember that you are literally creating a universal ornament. You are creating a cosmetic item that is currently monetized in the game. You are not crafting a gun or a mod or, or, or a gear piece. You are creating a cosmetic. It would be like you creating a shader right it it should take some time or cost you silver like you're creating a cosmetic not to mention it costs the money bandwidth and man hours to even make the transmog system and people are like yeah just give it to us bro uh i shouldn't have to work for it transmog in world of warcraft isn't free either right <clears throat> so um yep we're just not going to be able to see eye to eye on this one. You think it should be handed to you. You should just get everything turned into an ornament. I, I think that that's I think that's absurd with respect. I think that's absurd. That's literally hundreds of pieces. Um, so I, I don't I don't I don't think that's a fair uh, request. Weezy says we hold Destiny and Bungie to some weird standard that other companies don't get held to. It's so weird. Yeah, I um, you know, I I don't know. And again. I think it actually adds more value to them. You're going to actually pick the ones you think are the best instead of them just being like dress-up dolls. You literally go into a collections and can just every day be like, click, 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 I look different. Click, 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 I look different. Like, I don't. I think that devalues it. Instead, you're like, no, I really, really like the Braytek set from Mars. I'm going to work on that this week and I'm going to get that done so I can look like that. You know what I mean? I feel like Lono's side of this argument is straw manning. 
rather than making an assertion that I believe is baseless and inaccurate, maybe explain how I'm strawmanning. I've not misrepresented you guys once. People literally in chat typed out and said, if I earned it, it should just be automatically available to me as an ornament. I shouldn't have to do anything. That is literally what people said. I do not straw man. I read direct quotes and interact with them. So I, I, I'm not straw manning anybody. People literally said that. Like, you should just be able to go into collections and that they should all be available immediately. You shouldn't require any in-game effort. And I just think that's absurd. Then again, I think it just devalues it. It's It just feels like a dress-up doll closet that you can go through and just be like, bing, 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 change my look, change my look, bing, 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 change my look. You did the straw man, you're creating the Barbie doll thing. No one said that. Yes, they did. I'm, 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 I'm saying that that's what that feels like to me. If I can go into collections and have every armor piece I've ever earned available as an ornament, that feels like dress up dolls to me. Those don't even feel like earned ornaments. I can literally just every single time change it. That's not a straw man. You guys have now falsely used gatekeeping and now you're falsely using straw man. Maybe look up the definitions of words before you use them. Straw manning is to misrepresent the argument and to make it look weak in order to argue against it. I have not done that. Your guys' vocabulary usage is just swinging and missing right now. I am literally describing what you said. I should be able to go into the collections and pick any armor I've ever earned and turn it into an ornament. No, I shouldn't have to do anything, right? And I said, that feels like dress-up dolls to me. No effort required. You suddenly have 600 pieces of ornaments all of a sudden. I think that that's absurd. I'm not misrepresenting your argument. I'm interacting with it. You guys don't know the definition of straw man or gatekeeping, so you're 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 swinging and missing pretty hard right here. I get it. In your mind, you earned the armor, right? And they're going to make you do something in game to convert it into an ornament and you think, "Well, no, I already earned the armor. I don't I don't think uh, that I should have to do that." Well, this guy can just leave. He's insulted enough people for one day. Get the frick out. Go tweet and tell your friends you got banned for disagreeing with me cuz your brain's too small to argue without insulting. So, see ya. I was putting in efforts to make it any less of a dress up in the end because you have to pick and choose where you want to it where you want it to be. You have to pick and choose what's important to you. Like right now, I just want you to actually comb through the collections and see how many armor pieces are in there. I want you to go and do it. And if they pushed a button and turned that all of those into ornaments for you, that is unbelievable. It's on un- that's so many pieces. That's like literally opening a closet and you can play dress up every day. You don't even have to choose which is most important to you. You can you can just pick any of them. That there's that's hundreds. Right now you have what? 20? Maybe you have like 20 ornaments per armor piece. And you think they should flick a, like, flick a button and give you 300? That's insane! That's insanity! They sell, they sell them in the Eververse, and they're just supposed to give you like 300 per character. <laughs> if you have to go earn them all, you can still reduce it to dress up. No, no, no. There's a, there's a big difference between me saying... I really like this armor set from Braytech. I'm going to take the time to earn it as an ornament. 
right? It's like, it's like, um, taking the time to grind a raid for a a cosmetic. I'm going to keep running the raid until I get the cosmetic. I'm going to keep doing this activity until I've earned these cosmetics, right? It's something that you work toward. Instead of turning your collections into literally just like dress up dolls, like you can, you can, you're just immediately given a 600 inventory of, uh, of ornamentation that required no work, no choice, no investment. Everything is equal in value at that point. You didn't say, well, this one, I think this one's cooler than this one, so I'm going to work on this one first, right? There's no prioritization, there's no triaging in your mind. It's just done for you. I actually remember when they added the mods. They added the mods of the Leviathan armor, and we didn't have to grind for them. They just gave them to us. It was like, oh, well, wow. I, I thought we were actually going to have to, like, run Leviathan and get the mods to drop. They just, like, they just like gave it to us, you know? I don't know. Transmog comes from loot. Loot you have to grind for. Destiny is a game where you grind for loot. I really don't see the issue. Yeah, I, I, playing dress-up is the whole point of Transmog. I think you're misunderstanding why I'm saying it's like dress-up dolls. I think you're completely misunderstanding it. It's because you would literally be able to put zero work in. It's like I just handed you all these little paper doll kits and you can just keep slapping them on your character. Every single day you could change your outfit. There'd be no investment. There'd be no like, oh, I spent all this time and now I'm going to wear Braytech. Oh, I really like this. Later on in the season, maybe you change things up. You, you, you doing nothing trivializes it. It's like you took no time. You just, you can change it literally every hour, every hour. You could switch it up. It would just be absurd. There's it's too many from a business standpoint. It would be dumb to do it. Like they sell cosmetics. They're not going to hand you literally hundreds of cosmetics for free. Cause you ran around the EDZ three years ago. Like that's just, they're not going to do that. It, it, it's it. This just kind of seems disconnected from reality a little bit. It's like you really expect Bungie to just give it all to you for free. Like I, I don't know. I, Bungie gets free investment for asking you to essentially re-get things, and from an opportunistic standpoint, they'd be dumb not to do that. For free, we paid for that. No, you didn't. You did not. You paid for a game where you bought, where you, where you played and earned gear. Back then, there was no such thing as ornaments. It wasn't even a thing back then. You're trying to retroactively claim that the money you spent and the time that you invested at that time gives you the right to a new feature for for no effort? (laughs) It didn't exist back then. You're trying to do like some retroactive value add where you're like, well, now that you've created this transmog system and now that you've created the ability for me to create ornaments, I should get all the stuff that I got back then because I earned it. But that's not why you earned it back then. It wasn't even a thing back then. <laughs> you're you're cheating. You're trying to time travel. <laughs> you're cheating. You didn't did back then when you earned it. It wasn't even in thought. It wasn't even a thought in our mind. The ornamental system didn't even exist back then. <laughs> Matanagi with a five spot. My take. Not many games have transmog, so we're lucky to even get it little uh, alone the fact it'll be earnable in game not just via money yeah ah. <laughs> isn't VOG free isn't the DCV free I don't think so I do not think so no that would be weird I, I think it'll be part of a season 
it'll be part of a $10 season. Um, we just had to reevaluate the game's value now that we have this new info. <laughs> it's like, it's like transmog's not even in the game yet. And you're already like, yeah, but that's stuff from three years ago. I'm owed that as an ornament. It's like, but why? That's not even what it was. That's not even the item. Here's the truth. Do you know what? This is the truth. Truth. You never earned ornaments before. You earned armor. They're giving you the option to change the item into something else. It's they're they're giving you that as a choice. You can turn this armor that you earned three years ago into something else. That's the truth. Truth. You didn't earn ornaments or cosmetics three years ago. You earned armor, and it served its purpose, and now it's sitting in a collection bin. It's a, you're, you're changing it into something else. What we paid for back then is the armor, and you can get that from collections right now. Ornaments are a whole separate thing. Exactly. All right. We... <laughs> We can keep debating this, but I'm going to end the recording for Q&A. We're getting long on the tooth. Thank you for staying respectful. I love the debates. I love the passion. When you get in the ring and want to go round and round with me, it's a good, good time. We only had to ban the one guy because he just kept insulting people. That's the only thing we really restrict here is you can't insult people. So thanks for a good one. Uh, Stick around. I'm just going to end the recording. If you're listening to this elsewhere and you're like, man, that was fiery. Get in here, sntrlive.com. Join these conversations live on the air, and uh, I'll read Hitman's question in one second. We're too long to read another one. So, as always, please like, share, and subscribe.